This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Biz Life Simplified, the program where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Now, here's your host for Biz Life Simplified, organizing expert, speaker, and university certified executive coach, Nancy Hagen, freeing you to do what you do best. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Biz Life Simplified. And today we have Kay Fittis with us. She's the CEO of High Heeled Success, and she focuses on career strategies for women. Unlearning certain gender behaviors that can put women at a disadvantage in the workplace, things that we're probably not even conscious of, or if we are, maybe we're not sure what to do about it. So I always benefit from talking with Kay. So, Kay, are you with us today? Yes, ma'am. I am. (laughs) Good. I had a feeling you were. Okay. So can you tell us something? Because I think this is a journey that we all need to take in terms of simplifying our life and especially our business life. Can you tell us about um, a time when you realized or when that was a significant uh, aha for you and how you handled simplifying your business life? Oh, absolutely, Nancy. Well, first of all, I will say I'm getting ready to have my 25th anniversary of my business. So I've been at this a while. And yeah. But early on in, in my business, I was, quite frankly, whining uh, to my husband how overcommitted, tired, overwhelmed I felt. Mm. He looked at me mm-hmm. and he said very tellingly, so who is it that you're boss now? <laughs> it just stopped me in my tracks. It's like... You know what? No one else was creating this problem, only me. And, you know, since I do spend time working with female leaders and female business owners on issues of self-value, boundaries, and clarity of vision, it, it was pretty ironic to me that I needed to be my own coach. And after that, yeah. my goal was, I, I would say, I need to own my choices Mm, because I was letting clients, the world, everything else dictate to me my schedule. I was not, in fact, the person that was in charge. And that that was pretty pivotal for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, very brave, too, because that you actually did, you know, stop and look within because sometimes uh, I know that's difficult to do and something we we don't necessarily want to do. But as you say, it can make all the difference because then we're the ones in, in charge that can then make different choices to change the outcome. So I love that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, so many people, that's one of the reasons they get into business, isn't it, Nancy? You know, they want to be the person that controls their own destiny, but the reality Mm -hmm. is they're not controlling it. Uh There are too many darn things in life that we can't control. 
And and so when we figure out which ones we can, we better step up to the plate and at yeah. least be in charge yeah. of those. Right. Good point. And you had shared a quote with me about decisions yes. and everything. Would you tell us that, please? Oh, oh I, I'm sure you're talking about the vision quote. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, yes. One of my favorite quotes in the whole world is from Joel Arthur Baker. He said, vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time. But vision with action can change the world. Mm. I I love yeah. that. I yeah. I share that with my clients yeah. all the time and I try my my level best to live by that on a daily mm. basis. And yeah. I truly believe it, it it is, isn't it? And and because mm-hmm. you will get different pieces of advice around that from different people but it is the coupling of the two uh, the the action and the vision that really brings it into reality for you and you know I have found that when I stay really grounded in my vision my planning gets easier and my choices get significantly mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, that makes you know, sense. And, yeah, and, and you know, I mean, you know, as being a business owner, there are times when our businesses ebb and flow. And there is that little voice in the back of our head that says, I better take it, I better take it, I better take it. You know, we, we have that sense sometimes that the wolf oh. will be at the door. And if we don't stay grounded in that vision, we will, in fact, do that. We will bite at any opportunity that comes along, and not every opportunity that comes along is appropriate for us. Okay. And then, boy, okay. life sure isn't simple anymore, is it? Good point. Good point. Yeah. So if we commit to something that isn't in alignment with our vision, that's what unsimplifies things and complicates Absolutely. things. That's a that's a really good point for simplifying. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It 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 starts from a real strong foundation because uh, you know mm-hmm. it's really easy to be busy. Yeah. And just be busy. Not yeah. really make the cash register ring. Mm-hmm. Not really get to what things uh, our our vision, our passion where we're really using our strengths. And busy is not necessarily a good way to be unless it's reflective of smart choices. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It goes back to your first point about making the choices, owning the choices. So, Yeah, Yeah, the word, word own consistently comes up for me personally and for my clients. Before I'm I'm ready to cast blame somebody else, I better say, are you owning your own choices, Kay? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Good. Thank you. Well, as yes, I mentioned uh, to our... Pardon? Yeah, no, go right ahead. Okay. As I mentioned uh, earlier that Kay specializes in training, speaking, consulting, 
coaching for women to overcome disadvantages in the workplace. And I've been to some of her um, workshops, which are great and full of interesting women and interaction and everything. Uh, If you have a chance, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, toward the end, about how you can get in touch. But this is how Kay brings so much experience and vision to us. So tell us a little bit about the unique vulnerabilities that women may encounter in simplifying their business life and how that can be a disadvantage. Oh, I'd be, be, be excited to do that, Nancy. You know, all business people have in their own mind an estimation and assessment of their professional worth. For many females, what you see is they consistently undercharge for their services. Mm. So if you are not bringing in the kind of revenue that you need to, that makes one feel driven to do more, but not necessarily what is of great Mm. quality. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with that? Yes, absolutely. Because if you're charging more and have more income, and of course you have to provide the value to be there, but then that's going to simplify because you won't have to do as much of it. <laughs> is that exactly. am I getting the exactly. drift there? <laughs> you you, okay. you are dead on with the drift. I mean, yeah. to put it in really simple terms, we're talking about quality here and not quantity. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. don't think enough of your own competency, of your own skills and enough of your own value in the marketplace you're not going to charge enough for your services. And it's not just your services. It's your entire body of work that you bring to whatever your business is. So I see that as a particularly significant vulnerability for women. Are we really aware of our own marketplace worth and mm-hmm. our personal worth as as yeah. well. So that's yeah, that's which, one significant vulnerability. Right, because um, not only are we doing whatever that specific job or service at hand is, we're bringing to it the experience and the um, perspective and the outlook mm-hmm. and the all the t- accumulated training and all of that. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you yeah. may be bringing you know, 50 years, let's say, of, of life experience and, and 30 years of workplace experience to whatever your product, service, uh, or offering is. It's, and, mm-hmm. and not to see the expanse of that is to do oneself a great disservice. Mm-hmm. And that that sure can keep you on that little hamster treadmill going, I have to do more, I have to do more, I have to do more. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't necessarily have okay. to do more if you'll own that value. Yes. Well, that's really so, helpful to step back and look at some of these things. Well, it gets scary. 
I'm, I'm sure, you know, anyone that's in business has had, had moments, many, maybe many moments where we have had a lot of fear. And so we're not driven by fear and we're driven by what's smart is definitely a way to simplify your business. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, there, there are other, other issues as, as well. One of the ones that I talk about at great length in uh, one of my books is often the struggle for some women to have a laser focus to really put themselves in the present and not be consistently distracted by every blip out there. Uh, And there are a lot of blips for women. Yes. (laughs) More more blips for us oftentimes than for men. Not to say that that, uh, our male counterparts don't have a full plate themselves, but we do know that women have more concomitant roles. We are mm-hmm. more responsible for our home. We are more responsible mm-hmm. for children. We are more responsible for elderly parents. We tend to take on a larger role often as volunteers in the community. So is it any surprise that it's tough for us to focus? On occasion, I you know I'm I'm not surprised at all that that is a challenge, no. but it certainly is a challenge for for so women. What can we do about that? You know, to me, the thing that uh, is important is what is the distraction? Is it? Okay. Let's say you're in a, an office where um, you're in a cubicle or you're in an office with an open door? Do you have employees or others that just pop in consistently? Mm -hmm. Right. So you're faced with doing a couple of things. You're faced with developing some scripts which say to others, right now I'm in focus time. I will see Mm -hmm. you at 3 o'clock. Or maybe it's your body language that you have to adjust. Instead of looking up every time someone plops himself down in the chair next to you, you just keep on doing what you're doing. Or Mm -hmm. I tell you the one that really made a difference for me was a focus sign. When Early on in my business, I moved my office from an office space uh, because they raised the rent considerably. They wanted to get all the small tenants out and get one large tenant, and it worked. So I came home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely was a strategic plan on their part that worked. And so I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the business and work from home for a while until I find a new space. Well, I really liked it in many ways, so I decided to stay until Mm -hmm. that first summer, and my son was home, and I was trying to work, and it just seemed like every time I turned around, that little guy was right there in the doorway, and finally, I had to get to where I put a sign on the door that said, Brad. I'm in focus time. I will see you at 
sometimes it was a it was a white marker board, and sometimes I would write in, "I'll see you at lunch." Sometimes okay. I will write, yeah. in, "I'll see you at three o'clock." But you know, sometimes it's verbal, sometimes it's body language, and sometimes it's a job aid, like a focus sign. Those things really do Mm -hmm. make a big difference. I have clients that use them, all of those techniques, and sometimes it takes all of them, not just one of them. Right. And then if you can um, spread that culture if you're in an office, you know, because one of the top complaints that I hear from people is like, I get so many interruptions, I can't get anything done. You know, I'm sure everybody hears that. Well, if everybody could agree to maybe an hour, you know, a certain hour of the day, okay, we're not going to interrupt each other during this hour. You know, make it a yeah, a company culture thing. That's brilliant. I I I have a feeling I'm going to need to be. uh, uh, I'm not going to call it stealing. I'll say I think I'll have to liberate that from you to share with my client. Implement it. The world needs it, right? Absolutely. But but to really shift the entire culture and climate of your workplace, that is is a brilliant Mm -hmm. idea. Love that. Love that. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I think it would be a relief for everyone, really. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, know, if, if... that's part of the culture. Everybody is struggling with it. Some people are mm-hmm. going to be more effective in dealing with it. But your your behavior as the model of that might be just the thing that sets the tone for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So right. that that can be really really powerful. And you know, and and if we we kind of continue down that road of unique vulnerabilities for women. I, I think one of the, the biggest of all is this still per, pervasive belief that we do have to do it all. Mm. So many of my okay. clients Say more struggle. about that. Yeah, it, delegation, delegation, delegation. I just had a client on Monday that was, she's just she's going down for the count. She's working 14, 16 hours a day. Oh, no. taking, oh yeah, taking taking work home every night of the world. Mm-hmm. And I just gently said, so what of this can you take off of your plate and really distribute to your staff? And her immediate mm-hmm. response was nothing, nothing. Mm. Like, let's really revisit this. Isn't it possible? possible at least to start with some small things because this is a control issue for a lot of folks both men and women but Mm -hmm. maybe more so for women because we've had less control in the world and when we do have then the opportunity to be in control of our our universe it can be a pretty heady experience Mm-hmm. Petty, but a very unhealthy behavior. So I'm consistently at least suggesting to people make a short list, a small list of itty bitty baby steps in delegating. It's just like mm-hmm. a muscle. 
You know, I went on vacation mm-hmm. all last week, and I didn't exercise the whole time I was gone, and except for kind of walking around doing the touristy thing. And I could tell Monday morning my muscles hurt. Same oh. thing is true with those delegation muscles, isn't it? You know, uh-huh. you have to flex them. You have to try them. Uh-huh. So if you're nervous about being um, being the person that delegates, start with a little short list of easier things to do so you can feel some success with that. Yes. Find it help. It really does help. And and to say there's bound to be someone, somewhere, somehow I can delegate to. <laughs> yeah. And then mm-hmm. along with delegation, um, the follow-up. And I don't know, maybe oh. I it's just popping into my mind. I don't know if I... If I really want to, uh, if it's really relevant for me to get into it here, because that might make it seem a little more complicated. But um, well, only in the short run, Nancy. If we take a a broader view, if we don't have good follow up, let's think about what the average person says to themselves. They've delegated something. It's not gone well, it's kind of fallen apart. So what are they apt to do? What do you think they're apt to do? Yeah, they're going to say, oh, I just have to do it myself. That's the only way to get it done right. Exactly. So if you don't get to the follow-up, what you end up doing so often is just abandoning the concept in the first Uh place and see it as evidence, see, I do have to do it all because you can't can't count on other people. You can't trust other people. Well, that's not really what it's about. Your job as the delegator is to be a really successful follow-up person as well. So I think it is absolutely applicable here. Okay. Well, what's a good plan or approach to do that? Well, I am... I've never gotten a kickback, unfortunately, for recommending this book, but I don't think there is a business person in the world that should not read The One-Minute Manager Meets the Monkey. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of The One-Minute Manager, but I hadn't heard about The Monkey. Is it? It's, it's part of the series, Nancy. Um, it was. It's, it's one of Kenneth Blanchard's books along uh-huh. with... Uh, a co-author, and it's a short, quick read. It's done in allegorical form, but I don't know anybody that does not see or or hear themselves in that book. It The concepts oh. there are the ones that I use personally, consistently, and I recommend to my clients that they use. And it really is all about how do you train yourself as well as train other people mm. to mm-hmm. own what is actually theirs and, okay. and to let go of the belief that everything belongs to you. Oh, Okay, so that, is that getting the monkey off the back? Is that the idea? Or? You got it, exactly. Okay. Was, that's where I was headed next. 
But you beat me to the punch, Jackie. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Sorry about really that. Bad. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I, but see, you got the concept without ever having re- read the book. So yeah, today, but now today, I can't today. wait to read the book because I want to see the how-tos. Can you give us any uh, yeah. any yeah. tips there? Absolutely. One of the there are two different kinds of people that you delegate to, and as you think about people. You personally delegate um, projects and 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 other um, things mm-hmm. to be done to Nancy. So you'll you'll this will come to your mind as well. You have some people that you feel really comfortable and really sure about, right? They've mm-hmm. come right. for you, you can before. Depend on. You can depend yeah. upon them absolutely. So your key with them is not micromanaging them. Go with their strengths. Give them few parameters and then let them put their own spin on Mm -hmm. whatever needs to be done. As long Mm -hmm. as the outcome is successful, let go of the how, the really Uh valuable thing. Because they can be trusted. Absolutely, they can be trusted. Mm -hmm. Then there's that that whole other bucket of people. We're going to call them the unsure people. Maybe Mm. you're unsure because they've never been tried before. Maybe you're unsure Uh because you have delegated to them in the past, but it has not gone well. With Uh them, the key factor is they cannot take any steps, any action until you put your good housekeeping stamp of approval on it. Okay. So they can't just be left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. You must approve their actions and have frequent, what they talk about in the book is monkey management checkup times. So you meet with them more more frequently. It gives you the opportunity Uh to coach them through challenges, but it also gives you the opportunity to really reinforce what they have done extremely effectively. Uh And then ultimately, with both types of individuals, in the long run, the debrief is critical. What went well? What would you have done differently next okay. time? Mm-hmm. And here's a little bit of of feedback from my perspective. But it's mm-hmm. critical that you separate these people into two different categories and deal okay. with them differently. Yes. And with the second one where you have to, um, you know, approve everything, there's where somebody might feel like, oh, gee, you know, I could have done it myself much more quickly. But then yeah. really... You're investing for the future, right? That's so you're spending exactly. a little more time at the beginning. I, mean, I think that's one of the greatest the... dilemmas of all. You're, you hit it right on the money. Mm. This is about time. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever heard uh, a, a business owner that hasn't said to me, but, Kay, I could do it quicker if I did it myself. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's in fact probably true in the in the short term. But if you stay on that path on the long term, 
you are trying to hold up hold mm-hmm. up the entire world all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It is a disaster in the making. But I'll I'll give you one other quick tip on this delegation when we may want to move on to something else. But there is a kiss of death question that you may ask to someone you have delegated to. And here it is. I won't make you guess. It is, do you understand? Now. What is the average person going to respond back, Nancy? They'll say, yes, of course. I, I'm smart enough. I get it. You know? <laughs> exactly. And internally, they may be saying to themselves, I don't have a clue what to do. Instead, you re- replace it with, tell me what will be the first step you will take. What will ah. be your first action because when they tell you the answer to that question that is going to Mm. telegraph to you whether or not they really understand or not yeah yes oh that's brilliant yeah isn't it and i would love to say these are original ideas but i totally credit the one minute manager meets the monkey oh yeah well we all benefit so much from Everybody else's ideas. I know I do. And and that's part of why we're we're doing this interview and doing this and you're doing your podcast is why should we all have to try to figure out all of this by ourselves when other people have been down the same path and they've come up with brilliant ways of not just surviving but thriving. Let's let's be smart right. and use each other right. in the most positive of ways. Yes. So good. Important. So important. Okay. I love that. And that's that's easy to do, just asking a, a question, you know, what yeah. what will be your first step? Absolutely. And that and will reveal the if they're Yeah. It it mm-hmm. really is the the acid test. And and that's truly why I do like this book so much is it is very simple. But sometimes the simplest concepts are the most profound. True? Yes. Yes. And the most powerful. And effect, well, I guess that's another way of saying profound, but uh, can really cut through whatever it is that needs to be cut through. That's I love exactly the, right. the simplicity of it, yeah. And those yeah. one-minute manager books, uh, one of their great features is that they are so short. So. Oh, absolutely. I can just yeah. about guarantee your listeners, if they go out and get this book or they read it as an e-book or you know, however they consume it, yeah. they will probably do it in a setting. You know, they will sit down, right. they will read it, and, and they won't put it down or stop reading until they're finished. Mm-hmm. And they will be so eager to go out and try it because it yeah. is so doable. Yeah. That's a great way oh, to Oh, I'm so glad that. So glad that resource came up, Kay. Thank you. Me too. Me too. I so, didn't even have that in mind when we first yeah. started talking. No, we didn't. It just emerged at just the right time. Yeah. It's fun how so, that happens. Yes. 
So any other particular message that you would like to get across with all your experience, all the people you've worked with, and your insights and businesses to what can help people most simplify their business life? I mean, we've talked about a number of good things, but uh, sometimes we just need to kind of focus on one as we go away and start implementing. Yeah, absolutely. So when when your listeners are finished listening to this podcast, this would be what I would pose to them as a question. What do you really want? Not uh-huh. what do your employees want or what does your boss want or your spouse or your parents or your children or your community or anyone else. The czar life is the only one that I know for sure we're going to get. And uh-huh. so often people really are pulled in many, many different directions no simplicity to life at all because they are listening to the wants and needs of everyone else. Mm -hmm. To know what you really want is essential. That drives your planning on a daily basis and it drives your choices on a daily Mm -hmm. basis. Right. And once you own, we'll go back to that word again, own what you really want I can slice and dice through a whole lot of stuff Mm. it it makes it easier to say yes to the appropriate thing and it makes Uh it far easier to say no to the not so appropriate things and I'm Mm. sure you've experienced that you know the better you have gotten at saying no to some things probably the more your business has uh, expanded, become more effective, and you've really thrived in your business. True? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, I I really focused for a long time on questioning everything on my calendar because, mm-hmm. you know, I was feeling like I didn't have enough time for everything. Yeah. But then I started looking at what were, where was I do what was I doing? What was there? Where was I going with all that? And so, yeah, I, just like you said, if it's not consistent with what I am really going for, then, you know, I'm just not willing to give my time and energy and everything to it. And, and you know, some people might think, well, gee, that sounds really selfish, you know, to just focus on what you want. And But I don't yes. think it means that you can't consider other people and other uh you know, other people's needs and and wants and everything, but you don't have to just be unconsciously a slave to them. You can find ways to balance, you know, if it's somebody Mm -hmm. that you care about and something that really needs to be done, you know, finding what you can do or what kind of resource you might offer or something like that. Absolutely. Um, so I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think it's a, no, not uh, at all. fair to yourself and fair to others. So no, I, because I, I know for a long time, before I was more conscious of my choices and, and more mm-hmm. mature in my business, you know, I was 
if you're trying to please everyone and you're trying to do everything, it's really counterproductive. It just doesn't work, you know. Absolutely. You know, many of us have had a long history of um, being told that we must be nice and we must be polite. And Mm -hmm. it's never, Mm -hmm. never appropriate to, um, you know, to, to not do for others. And that's a recipe for resentment. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we resent our employees. Right. Sometimes we actually resent our business. We can end up resenting family and, and friends. Everyone owes it to themselves to figure out what they want in life and and go about getting it. Not in a selfish way, but in a very self-caring way. And the Mm -hmm. two are vastly different. And then often that can help someone else grow also. You know, sometimes we're doing them a favor by not responding and doing everything for them. (laughs) You know, I I always laugh when, when that issue and topic becomes up because... I think about um, my own children, and when my daughter was about 10, she was at that stage where she wanted, you know, a particular piece of clothing, and I said, you know, I don't have time right now to do that. I don't begrudge mm-hmm. you the soap, the water, or, you know, any of the electricity, but I don't have time to do that. She said, okay, teach me how to do my laundry, and I said, okay, oh. fine, I will, and <laughs> yeah. Her watching her feel so great about herself just by doing her own laundry was a uh-huh. real telling experience for me. And it's totally applicable to employees and, yeah. and coworkers and bosses because when you do something for someone else who can rightly do it for themselves, you rob them of an opportunity to mm-hmm. raise their self-esteem and be confident. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're right. And when you show the... Yes. Go ahead. And, and when you show um, that you have confidence in them to do it, then that builds their self-esteem and confidence along with, you know, they're yeah. discovering their own abilities too, so... Yeah, it, 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 it's fascinating how... Um, how that really works in in truly in real life where you see people blossom because you gave them a chance to try. You know, and we talk about mm-hmm. delegating again. I mean, that is the ultimate trust that yes. you have in That's another right. individual is to give them a chance to mm-hmm. try. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many ways that, there are so many tips in terms of organization, things that, you know, I do that, that help me in terms of apps and, and filing systems and all that sort of thing. But, you know, to me, Nancy, this really comes down to more fundamental kinds of questions and answers. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Stepping it, back it, a little bit, sounds like. Yep. It, it really, that's what has made a huge difference for me. That's what I see make make a huge difference for difference for many of of my clients. Um, 
all the phone systems and apps in the world can't be effective if you don't have some of these other things, if you don't have a vision, yeah. if you don't really know what you want, if you're not capable of setting boundaries in your workplace, if you can't delegate, mm-hmm. and if you're trying to hold up the whole world all by yourself. Yes, yes. Good. Okay, this has been really helpful. And can you tell us uh, how people can can get more and get in touch with you more? I know you have a workshop coming up. We have a new, so a new brand about- new workshop coming up. We do quarterly public workshops, and we have one coming up on September the 23rd for women. It is Kick Up Your Assertiveness Quotients for Maximum Success. If people will, women will go to my website, which is highheelsuccess.com. They can read more about that. They can register right online. These are full-day workshops, very hands-on. You've been to my workshops. You know it is a pretty, it's an interactive experience where people really get to learn from one another as well as as the presenters. So that's coming up. Right. And I would I'd love to invite your listeners to visit my website and opt into the mailing list and get a a free 50 plus qua, uh 50 plus questionnaire on um assessing your career. Some of these self-sabotaging oh. things that we've talked about today will come up. And there's also a, a free report on six self-sabotaging behaviors that women engage in in the workplace. Mm. So um, I'd, I'd love to be connected with your listeners and be as much of a resource for them as I possibly can. Great, Kay. And I'm just thinking that both the assessment and the free report sound like, um, you know, I'm sure we all have blind spots. And it sounds yep. like those would be really helpful at uh, helping us realize what we might be doing something unconsciously or something that might be easy to find. So it's yeah, Kay Fittis. Yeah, you know, uh, the the web oh, the my my email is k at high h i g h field h e e l e d success dot com. They're welcome to email me, and then the website is highhealedsuccess.com. And they can call the office, which is 513-561-4288. And a real-life person will talk to you. Imagine. (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay, Kay. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, I'm sure everybody will benefit from giving choices and decisions a lot better thought and simplifying things in so many ways, though. Okay. Thanks so much. Fingers crossed that that's what will happen. Thanks, Nancy. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. This is Biz Life Simplified, where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Join us each Wednesday on the EWN Podcast Network. To download the program, or learn how to be a guest on the show, go to EffectiveDay.com slash podcast. Programs are also available on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, EWN Podcast Network, Stitcher, 
TuneIn Radio and AHA Radio. Remember, Biz Life Simplified is where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results so you are free to do what you do best. This is the EWN Podcast Network.